we back with another episode on the Daily Vedantic. If you've listened to a handful of these, and you probably heard me reference the concepts within Advaita Vedanta as knowledge bombs. Within this timeless philosophy, a few words put in the right order, it is like a bomb that gets set off within you. And it just keeps going off. It doesn't seem like there's an end to some of the mushroom clouds and destruction of just how we used to look at things as students of, of this philosophy. One of them might be that which is sweet in the beginning is like poison in the end. And that which is like poison in the beginning is sweet in the end. Different translations might have it as bitterness or nectar. But that's one of those knowledge bombs where like, oh, that's kind of interesting. That which is sweet in the beginning is like poison in the end. Okay, if I'm instinctively thinking something is sweet, well, is it really poison in the end? It's, you know, is that ice cream, is that really beneficial to you? By all means, have a scoop, maybe two. I had two the other night. But that fifth, sixth, seventh scoop, the hundred nights in a row of two scoops, does that end up being like poison in the end? Resting and relaxing. By all means, if your body needs it, go for it. It feels sweet in the beginning. But if that becomes the habit where you're only seeking comfort, does that become like a poison in the end? And the things that are hard in the beginning, do those become like nectar? Do they become sweet in the end? That's just one knowledge bomb. Another one is right action is that which generates energy. You can chew on these for, for days and if they start to just blow up within you or blow up what you previously thought was right action or what you thought was the advisable thing to do in a certain scenario because it feels good. Do what feels good. If it blows up that previous notion, then maybe that's a knowledge bomb for you. And every once in a while, I'll talk about something, especially in yoga for your intellect when I'm in, that's the long form conversational podcast that I have with my teacher, Joseph. And in those conversations, some of the things might be atomic knowledge bombs, like work without attachment is worship. We conventionally think of worship as sitting down, praying. That's, that can be a, a great practice, but real worship is working without motive for your community, working towards your own internal evolution. That is a different notion of worship than making sure you kneel and you make the sign of the cross. Within this philosophy, there are so many of these knowledge bombs 
and a few of them atomic knowledge bombs. But do you know the story of the atom? The famed British physicist and chemist John Dalton first came up with the idea of an indivisible particle, the smallest indivisible particle of our universe. He called atom from Greek atomos, uncuttable. It actually had been hypothesized for centuries, actually going back to Democritus in Greece. But it was John Dalton that created the atomic theory that ended up being partially true. There was a small structure that formed in the patterns that he described. He spent his whole life trying to see that structure and prove out that it was the fundamental substrate of the universe, the smallest particle within the world we live in. He spent his entire adult life trying to see that smallest indestructible particle, the fundamental substrate of the known universe. But we lacked the equipment to be able to see such a small structure, so he never got to see it. Before we even developed the equipment to be able to perceive, to actually see and observe an atom, we already blew past thinking it was the smallest structure. John Dalton spent his entire adult life not only believing it was the smallest fundamental structure to prove the material underlying all material within the world, he not only didn't see it, but he actually was wrong. It wasn't the smallest indestructible particle within the universe. We would later prove out that there were these things called electrons that were smaller, believed to be the fundamental structure of the universe. Then we prove out protons and neutrons. Despite the recognition and the consensus belief that John Dalton was right, he was pointing at the right thing amongst all of the leading scientists of the day, we would end up finding something smaller than the atom. The atom in turn was very cuttable. We would find electrons. We would then find protons and neutrons that were all smaller than the atom, that were more fundamental. Then we would go on further to find quarks and leptons and bosons. We kept finding more and more, going further and further in this pursuit of the fundamental particle. And whatever we have today, whatever we have named it, likely is not the last word in the story if history has taught us anything. And I wonder if our pursuit of happiness is similar. Where we are convinced maybe our entire adult lives were about to get it in our grasp. We form this hypothesis that it exists outside of us. We pursue it. And decade after decade, I think we're getting closer and closer. We even have the chorus of consensus of everyone around us that, yeah, 
more is better. Accumulate more and more, and you'll be able to enjoy more and more. Bigger house, a couple more cars, a safer neighborhood. Bigger toys will lead to bigger joys, we think. And our neighbors to our left and right seem to agree. But the atomic knowledge bomb that I think about quite often within Vedanta are these four words. It's not out there. Maybe the pursuit of happiness outside of ourselves is like trying to find the fundamental particle in the universe. A never-ending chase that leads to nothing. Happiness might be really similar to that. You think it's in that house that you just got approved for the mortgage. You think it's when you move in. You think, well, as soon as our daughter's born, as soon as so-and-so gets over that health crisis, as soon as we get past this rough patch within work and things stabilize, this really turbulent time with a newborn, things are a little more stable, that's going to be it. Get to some financial milestone, get enough money in the bank, and boom, that fundamental happiness will be established. And it is as much an apparition as believing your entire life, well, this is the indivisible fundamental particle of the universe. And we all agree. Before you know it, not only does no one agree, but you died trying to prove it. It's not out there. Whatever you're seeking, you might not even term it happiness, but whatever you're seeking, not the symbol, not the financial milestone, but what it represents. If you were to spend just 30 seconds thinking about, well, what does that represent to me? Why do I want that? And when you get down to those fundamental pursuits, peace, prosperity, freedom, they are not out there. And even if everyone around you is under the illusion that they are, is in this mass agreement that, yeah, we almost got it in our grips. We're all pointing in the right direction. and It's right there in front of us, right around the corner. And pretty soon, we're going to be able to see it. We're going to be able to observe it. I bet in a hundred years we will have proven, much like we've proven, the atom is not the indivisible fundamental particle of the universe. And maybe in a hundred years, the scientists will know what the philosophers have been saying for thousands, that it's not out there. And the atomic unit of happiness we think is out there is like the fool chasing 
the mirage. Vedanta says that what we are chasing, at the heart of it all, is freedom. And you might be pursuing some symbol of that, or a symbol of a symbol of a symbol of that, today in your commute to work. But what you're really chasing is freedom. And what it says after that is even more meaningful. And that's that that freedom is not out there. That's today's reflection on the Daily Vedantic. We'll see you next time. Thank you.